Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Bed TV. Liverpool straight back into action. Huddersfield Town away from home. I am joined by Chris Pajak. I'm joined by Ross Chanley. Cannot wait to get stuck into this, boys. Let's start. What was that? Jedi Moses. What was? You just asked. What? It was a Jedi mind trick. Why did you do a Jedi mind trick? I'm not going to tell everyone. <laughs> that boy, it's really weird. Okay. Um, Ross, the, the media <laughs> is looking for a crisis club. They always are. There's a constant search. It's been going on so many times this season. We managed to go through. <laughs> um, we managed to. We went 19 games unbeaten and it was lovely and largely because we didn't have to worry about that thing that happens whenever Liverpool lose a game or two and it's not just us being downbeat, it's everyone jumping on the bandwagon, it's fans of other clubs jumping in and having their say on how things are going at your football club. There's a big chance with this game, well, two defeats on the bounce, yet yeah, those have got to be put behind us. Huddersfield on Tuesday, Spurs have got Manchester United to come and then they've got the, the month from hell. Liverpool need to shift that pressure, first and foremost off themselves, but there's a big chance here to, to, to shift all that pressure over to a, a Tottenham Hotspur as a, as a good example of it. Yeah, the media are always looking to have someone to pick on. I think they're riding the Coutinho. They're big bullies, aren't they? Yeah, uh, they're, they're riding the Coutinho narrative, aren't they? If, you know, they've replaced him, sold him, we've got all that money sat there. And I don't think Klopp or anyone else will be paying attention to that, and, and, and so they shouldn't. Um, I thought the same thing about West Brom after losing to Swansea, yeah. you know, put it right, whatever. Um, but I, I think it was a massive wake-up call, not just in terms of for the players, but even tactically. You know, you can't just assume everyone's a, a low block side, and I think that's what West Brom caught us on the back foot. Yeah. And I think Pardew came out afterwards and said, we played with no fear. Other teams around them are going to take something from that, like like Huddersfield, and just go, well, West Brom can have a go. You know, why, why can't we? But Swansea yeah. done them. It's confidence for all of them. Um, I think you need to go out on the front foot and show them what we're made of yeah. and stick to our game plan and, and not listen to the likes of what, what the media say. Like you said, you know, those players were in, in part as harsh, embarrassing at times. Come, come to show the fans that you, you know, you, you're sorry for going out of the fucking FA Cup yeah. and, what, and what you're made of. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is the thing, isn't it, Chris, is that we can sit in the mire and we can sit in and, and, and ponder till the cows come about how why it has been bad or you know the, the mistakes that have been made in the last you know in the last eight or nine days. Um, but at the minute, at the, at getting into this game, it serves no purpose. This is the next game. Liverpool get back need to get back on the horse, and you know we said this on the final word show. If if we're capable of recreating a, a similar kind of run. 
that we had earlier on in the season. Liverpool are on course for a very, very good end to this season. Mm. It's hard to see that when things aren't looking great, but as Ross says there rightly, we've got a manager who doesn't give a fuck about uh, the press, doesn't give a fuck about the media, and he's the perfect motivator in these kind of situations. He'll be looking to get the best out of this team and put last week behind him. Yeah, I don't think Liverpool have failed to score in two Premier League fixtures on the bounce since Klopp came in. Yeah. We've not lost two back-to-back Premier League fixtures, certainly, since Klopp came in. Um, so that kind of proves your point about him being a good motivator and yeah. being able to get the team back up. Disappointing results. Obviously, everybody wanted to see a trophy lifted at, uh, you know, for Liverpool this season. Um, it's not going to be the FA Cup anyway. It's mm-hmm. definitely not going to be the FA Cup. Um, got to go out there and we've got to beat Huddersfield. They're a team that have struggled to score so far this season. I think they've only scored 19 goals in the Premier League. To put that into context, Salah scored 18 in the Premier League himself. Yeah. Um, so this is a side that we should be going out there and slaying, quite honestly. you know, Go go there, go, go to Huddersfield. It's another night game which Klopp will be happy about because it doesn't mess around with your training and stuff. Um, he was talking about that in the press conference on Friday is that back-to-back night games is better for him because you can keep the training at the same time through the evening and stuff. So that will be good. Um, and plus got, he likes his lunch at 12 o'clock. I, you know what? He likes football under the lights. He likes his lunch at 12. He gets hungry at 12. It's not a good time for football, he said. <laughs> Liverpool just need to go out there and prove to everyone they're a good side again and remind people because they're not a shit side. Mm-hmm. We're not a shit squad. We're in a sticky patch. It's two games. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's worth noting, and uh, some people will take this as a, as a note of, of fear and caution, but Huddersfield 14th in the league, which makes them look like they're in a more comfortable position than they are. Two points above the drop zone at the moment. Second worst goal difference in the Premier League. Haven't won in the league since Watford uh, in mid-December, and they've only scored three goals in the six games since then. Um, so... We're coming off two losses to the teams who were who are both below them in the uh, table, unfortunately. Yeah, so, um, but look, I, I, look, if, if we're able to draw a line under the last two games and, and look forward, Ross, this <laughs> this should be the game. Same way Swansea oh, we went We weren't the best team in the league when we went 19 unbeaten and we're not the worst team in the league when we lost two on the bounce. Uh, that's a great point. Yeah, I think it's a great point. And the, the the point is, Ross, is what Liverpool need to do is, and people need to remember, is that during that spell of where Liverpool were as good as they've been in, in, in recent years, you know, we were beating teams that, that we were supposed to beat, that we've historically had trouble with, etc. We just need to get back to that. This team needs to get back to doing what it does best. Um, there's no, there's just no sense, I keep saying this, there's just no point worrying about the, the Coutinho stuff and there's no point worrying about transfers. That's... At this at this point, something's going to happen or it's not. And if it doesn't happen, this is the squad of players, and it's the decision that's been made by the manager. And that's you know that whether that people think that's him giving himself enough a, a length of rope with which to hang himself, whatever. That's that's his prerogative. He's the guy who's in charge. We can't make those decisions for him. Um, he's got a fantastic track record in the, tra- in the transfer market since he's since he's come in. He's bought. You should use it contact. more then. Well, yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, so but the point is, as we say, is that he knows when to buy, he knows when not to buy, and ultimately he knows a lot about more about footy than we do. And it's our job as fans is to is to let our fears and concerns go to some extent, and um, and just try our best to you know to support if we go in the game to support the players in the ground if we're at home. Try not to be total minge bags. Um, and try to find enjoyment from the footy. Yeah, I think people quickly forgot we beat Man City without Coutinho, and then the same people are going, oh, we don't fucking need him, or the ones are going, oh, we need him now. No, you beat the best team in the league and one of the best teams in Europe without him, regardless. So 
losing to West Brom and Swansea to me says it was tactical rather than, than anything and probably yeah. a, a mentality thing of you know their heads went on. on well, listen, night. if we put out this thing is we could have put out in both of those games we could have put a, a heavily rotated side out mm. and you'd have said there's enough quality there to beat them and that's why I take I, I take heart from it. Maybe other people would see it the other way, but. It says to me, again, those players are more than capable of winning those football matches. Like the Everton game as well was the same. They put a good enough squad out to go and beat them, and it never happened. Yeah, you know, and, and that, that's a, that's the thing for me is that these are the guys you've got: Salah, Firmino, and Mane available to you. Hopefully, um, they, those guys are capable of scoring against absolutely anyone. They're capable of scoring multiple goals against good teams and shit teams. The like, so stands to reason that. Whereas, whereas we don't know, Chris, we don't know and we can't know because every that's what possibility and probability and life is all about. There's every chance that Liverpool could never win a game of football again, and then we'd all have to cry all the time. You'd bank these players and this manager to get it right. Absolutely, it goes back to I kind of said I alluded to it before is about us being the best and the worst team in the league. We're not a team that can't beat teams below us. We beat for Swansea 5-0. We lost to Swansea. Yet we draw conclusions from the defeat of we can't beat teams below us. Yeah. We didn't draw conclusions from beating them. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just don't understand sometimes. I'm frustrated at the moment. Mm. I want Liverpool to go out and sign someone. I want to see investment in the squad because I, as a fan, am not willing to write off an entire season because of what I deem a mistake by Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. But equally, what you've said is totally right. It's not my fucking decision. And it's also... It's hyperbole. It is. There's no guarantee that we've written a season off by not replacing no, I, I, the team. You, you're exactly right. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know, I, that's it, the good a, feeling. A, yeah, yeah, until we see like, it vindicated one exactly. way or the other. Yeah. But I'm I'm sitting here thinking to myself, we need a signing because I think we need one more for, forward player, and I think we need a goalkeeper. I think we've needed a goalkeeper for five fucking years, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I can see the deficiencies in this squad, but Jürgen Klopp knows this squad better than me. Jürgen Klopp knows the transfer market, who's available, who's not available, who will fit in, what type of mentality these players have. For me to just sit here and go, I've said for, for nearly a year now, I want to see Aubameyang. It goes, I mean, it pains me to see Aubameyang about to enter this league. But if he's not right for Liverpool, it doesn't fucking matter if he's in this league for Arsenal. Yeah, it's about him fitting in at Liverpool, which well, is the main it thing. Here's the point. Aubameyang is a better player than Daniel Sturridge. Absolutely. And he's in much and he's fit and he can play games of football, which helps tremendously, by the way. Um but Daniel Sturridge, we've got a guy there who is is the, the perfect case in point is that Daniel Sturridge is capable of, of scoring goals at Premier League level, at a high level, he's capable of scoring them at European level. We are prepared to to not play him because he doesn't suit what we do. So what's, what's the point in spending seventy million pounds on a player that Klopp doesn't think suits what we're going to do? And, prob- and doesn't like by all accounts and doesn't want. You know, and, that, and that's that's where we are. We can debate this till the cows come home. And again, if it means that Liverpool cock it up, there'll be quite big questions to ask at the end of the season. Um, but that's the point that we're making is that this is that this is the manager's decision. This is him. We would be if any one of us was in that job. And any job, if you're in any job and you are not and you are dictated to and, and told that you have to do X, Y, and Z and you're not given the freedom to do it the way you want to do it, then you you'll naturally get wound up and frustrated with it. And that's why like again, Jürgen Klopp, he's just not asked. He's nowhere near as asked about it as we are, because again, it boils down to it. He likes the lads he's working with. He's got a he's got a very stringent policy. It's interesting. I, I mentioned it a lot re- recently because I'm reading it. But Raf Honigstein's book, they talk about his, his his recruitment policy at Mainz, 
and how effectively he, he'd get a player in and he'd sit down with them for five or six hours and he'd talk about their philosophy of football and he'd get them in and uh, the, the guy who was his, uh, the owner or director of football, whatever, the guy who was responsible with them for transfers would then go and have a talk, have a talk with them themselves and he said there was, a lim- there was a number of phrases that would be used and if, and if that player uttered any one of them, they'd be out the window, they wouldn't be looking for them and there were phrases like, they asked him about, do you like training? And he said, I'm not big in training but I, I turn around at the weekends, I'm not interested. Um, do you like, do you, you know, and, and it, there was like three or four of them and whenever I look at players who go out the door who have gone out the door or players that we're not in the market for Aubameyang's been been um, dropped twice this season for not turning up to team meetings well you know look what happened it happened with Sacco you know some might say it's cutting off your nose to spite your face but if it's we're, we're built it's on a collective. collective exactly exactly that we are a team that is built around that collective the, the, the sum of the parts is, is greater than the individual part <clears throat> and that's what he requires that's how he works if we want if we don't want us to be that and we want to be that's not what Mourinho well, he is to some extent to be fair he does have a, create a siege mentality but it's a siege mentality that burns Brightly, short but brightly. Um, you know, Carlo Ancelotti is your guy who goes in and buys your big name players and pumps them in, and, and then goes and, and does those things. Maybe that's maybe that's what we need. I disagree. I enjoy I enjoy what we do, and I enjoy the manager, and I enjoy what what, what we're getting out of it. Um, we just got to keep our heads a little bit more and, and, and ride it out and see where what where it comes comes out. Um, but if you are listening, Jürgen, I would love a shining before the transfer window shut. It would make us all feel loads more relaxed about things. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, Lalana Ross likely to be out for this game. I think he's, he's talking about being back for spares. 
Henderson, I guess, probably a decent time to bring him back in now that he's fitting back. Club captain, we saw what a positive impact he can have on this side in his cameo uh, at the weekend. Maybe him and Milner, decent chance to get them back in. Yeah, I think Emery Chan could do with a bit of respite as well. Yeah, We've already absolutely. mentioned the, the amount of games that he's played and obviously on the back of poor, poor performance. We saw fresh legs from Henderson, brought a bit of spark and a bit of brightness into the game. Uh, and he's had a long period of time out, you know, go and prove your worth. And he's ultimately competing for that six with Chan now, I think. Yeah. Because he's, he's been in there for so long and Chan's... I think we're bar. facing a horses for courses situation. I don't think that's a bad thing for Liverpool no, no. at all. I think we're maybe used to this mentality of the, the captain has to play 55 games a season. But I think we've seen, I don't think either of them is the perfect fit for what we need, week in, week out. But we've said it, Emery Chan, when you've got a, a, a battle on your hands in midfield and you need a bit of blood and thunder, perfect for him. Jordan Henderson, when you're going to have lots of the ball and you need to move it and you need to assert your dominance, I think that's the, the right type of game for him. Not wrong, not, not wrong with being in that situation. No, and then uh, again, I'll bring Milner in as well uh, for the same reasons. I think uh, Genie was absent for most of that game against West Brom. Mm-hmm. Um, just give him a break. He was, to play two games within three days is is hard for yeah. anyone. And I'm sticking with Spurs coming up. I think Spurs game would suit Chan Genie better. And Ox would suit them better, like the, like the City game. Someone's going to come out and come and play against you. know West Brom did that to an extent. Yeah. But you kind of know what you're getting with Spurs yeah. at that point. Absolutely. Well, we're going to come on to the lads' preferred 11 in a moment. But before we do, uh, we were privileged actually to spend some time in the company of Liverpool ladies midfielder Caroline Weir. You'll have seen, well, some of you will have seen the Xabi Alonso challenges back. It's our signature skills challenge. Uh, Chris was in goal. Go and watch that. Well, we've got that and we've also got a fantastic interview that Chris did with Caroline talking about the role of playing the number 10 as well. Very interesting stuff. Have a little look. Do you find it easier, obviously, to come up against the possession side or do you find it easier to, to, to come up against a low block side? I think for us, we're best against teams that want to play. So Man City, Chelsea. Um, we Because the game is more expansive, it, it, there's more gaps when they're trying to play and then we kind of counter-attack. I think it's always difficult to play against a block because um, it's so tight in there, there's just no gaps. So yeah, it's, it's more difficult. Does a lot of responsibility fall on you as the number 10 in those low block sides when you're facing them? I mean, it, does a lot of the play have to come through you or is it about creating space over on the wings and, and causing overload on one side of the pitch? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I think. I rely a lot on the two midfielders behind me to get, give me the ball, really. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, her knowledge on football is, is incredible, actually. And some of the insight that she was showing, you know, I spoke to her for about 20-odd minutes and stuff, and there's just things that she was mentioning. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, if you ever want to know about, like, what recovery is in football, she answers it. Because people talk about recovery all the time. Like, yeah. it's like it's some knowledge that we should all know what it is. Yeah. She explained it all to us. And there's a few other little bits and pieces talking about playing with a back-to-goal and the roles of the number six. Stuff that you can take from the women's game and directly apply to your knowledge of the men's Liverpool football team. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. I think the, the, the stuff for me was about playing against the low block side as well and how you handle that. And yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And again, the Xabi Alonso challenge, really good fun. Chris the Cat in goal. Mate, I'm amazed. How are you, how are you physically? Fine. Perfect. Not a problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, great. Uh, do watch do watch both of those videos. The the full interview is on theredmentv.com, so go over there, subscribe. Highly recommend. There's some brilliant stuff we're doing over there at the moment. Uh, Chris is going to be chatting to Melissa Reddy this week yeah, as well. Yeah, as soon as the... Uh, what, do, what do you say when the window shuts? Slams shut. When the window slams shut, slams I'll be speaking shut. to Mel Reddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the week after we've 
crash that was of the FA Cup. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, and obviously you've spoken to the likes of uh, John Northcroft last week, Chris yeah. Baskin the week before, Chris Williams the week before that. Uh, all around talking to you, actually. Absolutely, <laughs> nice, refreshing, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, some amazing content going on. So if you want loads of depth and insight into Liverpool Football Club, we've got the relaxed chat, but if you want a bit of a deeper dive into how things are working in uh, on the pitch and off the pitch as well, go to the redmentv.com and sign up. Um, so lads, should we do preferred 11 to see what you have got? I thought that was your team. I thought, right, okay, so you've gone for me in goal. Wow. I'm fed up with these three. <laughs> I'm so bored of the conversation. Wouldn't it be fucking delightful if a Liverpool goalkeeper just owned that position between now and the rest of the season? Loris Karius, me good mate, me pro Evo buddy. Um, if it could be you, that would be splendid, mate. Um, I'm all for giving Ward a chance, but he's not getting them, so get, just give Paul. On the no balance way. of probabilities, it's almost as likely that I'll I think play. It is. Yeah, 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 and I'm not even in the squad. I'm not reg- a registered Premier League player. Um, you could do a job, buddy. I've gone. I've gone with Carries Natch. I would put Ward on, honestly, just because at this point I just want to see him. I don't think this is the game. I, like I've said for a few weeks now, Carrius just get needs to just play every game between now and the end of the season. I thought it was fucking stupid putting Mignolet in, in the FA Cup. Thought the only option there, and I said it, and people brought it up. I thought the only likely option other than Carrius that was likely to be Ward. Totally wrong. Couldn't have been more wrong. It was Mignolet. He was shit. Let's just play Carrius now for the rest of the season and buy someone really good in the summer. Um, oh, okay, Ross, you've gone for for Ragnar Klavan to come back into the defence. Yeah, I thought he was our most consistent defender prior to that, and I don't think John Matip deserves to start. <laughs> Brutally honest, I thought he, he was shocking. I don't think he was great against Swansea either. Yeah. Um, and having that commanding centre back in in Van Dyke, I just think he'd, he'd work a lot better with, with, with Ragnar Klavan. Yeah, I mean it's another one of those situations, isn't it? Because you've gone for you've kept faith with Matip in your in your preferred eleven, and that. There is an extent to which I would just rather Liverpool play the same back five for the rest of the season now. Um, and that means finding a part. If he thinks Matip's the, the second best defender of the club, then put him in and yeah, play. Yeah, I before. just don't see. Yeah, I think it's shown the last two games that he thinks his starting centre back partnership is Matip and Van Dyke. I don't see he's the type of guy who will chop and change, who'll make a decision quickly on that. I think he's obviously seen Matip, Lovren, and Clavin all season long in training in games and decided that Matip and Van Dyke is the future for him. It seems nuts because, let's be honest, and I'm not having a go at yours here. We know Lovren's not it. We know Clavin's not it. We're not 100% sure Matip's not it. But yeah, he's, he's probably yeah. not it either. Yeah. My my <laughs> only my thinking on the Lovren thing is that uh, look, I think Clavin's look, Clavin's been fine and I think he's kind Clavin's of developed been really bit, good. He's developed a bit of a cult status. He had, but he's he's fine, isn't he? You know, he's not but he's not particularly dominant in the air. He's not particularly fast. He's just fine. And he's a perfectly adequate squad player. Um I just like I said on the final word show, I, I, my fear is Matip and Van Dijk are a little too similar, and not in terms of like the dominance at the back, because I think I don't think Matip is sufficiently dominant. Just in terms of how they them with the ball at the feet, I think they they both that they both want to be that cultured midfielder. I think that provides a nice balance for us. I don't know. I, I maybe it might just be one of those things with Lovren where <laughs> it's the last. It's literally the last throw of the dice for Lovren for me. This is sticking with Van Dyke. If they manage to click as an amazing centre back partnership, then then great. It will be Matip, and I've got no problem with it being Matip. I kind of Clavin. I kind of don't see. That. I just I don't see the point. I mean, nothing, you know, not wrong with your logic behind it, Ross at all. Like, um, I think we've all got Jordan Henderson in there. I think that makes perfect sense. Now, interesting like one. Mm-hmm. You've gone for Bobby Firmino in the ten. 
Yeah. Uh, I just think he's, we all know his touch is ridiculous. Uh, his turn, he's, he can pick out a pass. Uh, and going back to what he said in the final word about Danny Ings, getting some more game time. I think he needs to start a game, mm. ultimately, and just give him that chance. You know, if he doesn't get a goal, fair enough. But, you know, I said before, you can't get, get, get give someone 20 minutes and expect them to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Seller and Mane, uh, they've not struggled, but, you know, they've not been on the prolific, prolific form that they've been on. Bobby there, feeding them the balls, let them go go forward, and then just let these two do the def- all the defensive work and just win the ball back, give it to Firmino to, to go and push on. I think I, I've got Milner in the team um, because I think we need to do what Milner does best and what he did best for Man City. Is it, if if Huddersfield decide to, to play, keep it tight at the back, he's very good at creating overloads in the mm. full-back positions. He just knows instinctively what to do and I think he's very good at supporting that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see him anchor in the midfield. I'd like to see him further forward if he was there. Again, I just think the front three, if they're fit and available to play, they play every game now between now and the end of the season, don't they? And you put your best foot forward. I've got no problem with Ings getting game time if we'd managed to get a result out of one of the other two games. I think that's it. For me, I, I was toying with the idea of Ings as well, but it's about getting this side back into confidence and the only way you do that is by having Salah, Firmino and Mane back on the pitch together. Yeah, I absolutely agreed on that. And I've gone for Oxley just because I, I think we're a little shy in terms of talent who can play in those positions at the moment unless he suddenly drops over your jar here in after his um, after his goal yeah. for the under 23s which is not going to happen by the way um so now uh, yeah the, the only other thing that i think we might see because we've kind of forgotten about this as an option is we might see us change back to 442 you know we had a little bit of the 424 or whatever you want to call it or you know the 414 whatever the fuck it was called the one we used in a number of away games around like west ham and stuff you could see uh, Oxford Chamberlain playing for the right man, a from the left, Henderson Milner partnered in midfield in that, in that regard, and then Salah Firmino up front. Um, but the personnel is still largely the same. It gives us the option to shift it round if we want to. Uh, rival fixtures, then just a quick look around. Um, Swansea Arsenal. What you know? The most annoying thing that could possibly happen in this. Uh, Obama Young scores the goal that wins them. That game, having us having had us lose there, what would be delicious is if Swansea take the template that they had against us and also get points against Arsenal. But I wouldn't bank on it. Um, moving into the Wednesday games, then Chelsea have got Bournemouth. You'd say that's Chelsea all day long. I put Man City in stupidly. Um, Man City, West Brom. Who cares? Uh, Spurs, Man United. And this is what I'm talking about, Chris. Is that one of our rivals is going to drop points here? And you know. For top four security, it feels like nice. we're on the defensive again, and we want Man United to to get. I don't want, like, I want it's, it's a draw. A draw would be a draw would be lovely in that one, just to cut each other's throats. Know, so but you, you get that winner, you get that win in Swansea, and I'm totally confident with Tottenham, and I want Tottenham to beat Manchester United. But it's mad that one result can do that to you because Tottenham are only two points behind us now, yeah. and you've got to you've got to look over your shoulder, unfortunately. And I want to be just focusing ahead of us. It would be nice to, I think. Yeah, you're right. I would like to have that confidence and the um, and the ambition in that regard because I think we, we should have said it. If we put in a good run between now and the end of the season, I think second is still very much there for the taking. And particularly, look, if Spurs take three points, but you know the gap to Man United will start to close very very quickly. But given the run, Spurs are going into an horrendous run of the season. You know they could they could be totally out of the running for top four a month from now. And I would like that. That I would like that for me, not for Liverpool's ambitions, just so I can. Breathe, so I can breathe. I can go into into March far more relaxed about everything around Liverpool, and I can start to enjoy the season. Because this season, I have it's been such a struggle to enjoy it because 
look, there's six very good teams there yeah. fighting out for four places, and that's maybe the future of Premier League football for the, for, for the foreseeable future. It would be nice, like it's the equivalent. It'd be the equivalent of going two goals clear with ten minutes to go in a match. Normally, um, you can you can go okay, sound yeah. So it, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know where I stand. Let us know your thoughts on that. Where do you stand? At? What what result would you like to see from the Tottenham Man United? You know. Predicated around us, of course, picking the points up first, of course. But let us know that in the comments below. And your preferred 11s as well. Um, and your score predictions, which I'm now going to get off the lads. Ross? 1-0. Sure. 3-0 Liverpool. I think 3-1 to Liverpool. Uh, we'll probably be like 2-0 two, up. They pull one back and go and get the, the third. Subs everywhere, fucking hell, Simon. Was that on that camera? Yeah. Amazing, amazing. You fucking long legged prick. Uh, no, no. Um, anyway, um, drop a like on this video for Simon's long legs. Um, <laughs> give us your score predictions in the comments below. Gents, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Feeling loads more upbeat and fired up for this game than I thought it was going to be coming off the back of the final words show. Uh, but don't forget, if you want more in-depth, detailed analysis, chat, everything, you know, us having a laugh, giving you the digital cuddles you need in the low times, um, and picking the bones of the games to find out, particularly with the stats and tactics that Chris is covering, go to theredmentv.com. There's never been a better time to subscribe. So if you want to support the Redmen TV, become a Redmen TV supporter. Go over to the website and get some boss content as well. Free for a month, yeah? Try it out. If you like it, keep it. It's five pound a month thereafter. Gents, love yous. Let's get off. Let's go and enjoy our day and let's hopefully go and watch Liverpool pump Huddersfield Town. Can't wait. Ta-da. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.